I really wanted to start from probably probably the peak and uh, work from there. But like, tell me a little bit about the experience of Tokyo and the Olympics and what it was like to represent Ireland in that uh, in that relay final. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I suppose surreal is the word that I always use when I'm asked that question because um, I, t- I don't know. I think we were working towards it for so long. Um, Mm. that it you know so many times i felt like it wasn't going to happen particularly with covid and everything we weren't even sure if the the games themselves were going to go ahead um so you know to be at the point where we actually did qualify for the final firstly was like a huge bonus for us because we weren't really sure what our expectations were um and like it was it was a weird bit of a weird year because it was hard to race as much as it would have liked because normally we do quite a bit of international travel um and that was all restricted and everything so for it to go ahead firstly was um was incredible and then i think on the day as well of the heat everybody just stepped up and ran the best that they could um so yeah to make it to the final was was just really good we were all so tired in the actual final itself you needed to race back to back which is really tough um but no the whole experience as well was incredible like we were out there for just under a month so you really do get a feel for the place as well um which was with that was like a really good bonus i think you're actually able to to experience the country as well as the as well as the olympics as well yeah, and I suppose for such an individual sport that like doing well with the relay probably adds another layer of uh, sort of enjoyment to it and, and fulfillment. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, like, as you said, it is a very individual sport. So it's it's kind of, it's a difficult one to celebrate a lot of the time when you run well. Like there is a huge um, community effort within my training group with my coaches and everything. But when you're on the start and then behind the blocks, it's always on your own shoulders. And that's a bit of a difficult thing to balance. Um, so to be able to go out there with the relay team was fantastic and we were all such a close unit as well uh, we'd known each other for years and everything so the actual environment that we had um, created was very good um, even one of the girls on the team was actually my housemate for five years in college so we were like best yeah. friends and we're, we're in the same training group as well so that was like getting to share that whole experience with one of my best friends um, on and off the track so that was definitely very special and then um, the rest of the team as well like we all just got along really well um, and then we had a few weeks as well before the actual race to in the holding camp and everything where they really try and focus on creating that close team bond because you know when you're out on the track like you really do want to be able to trust your team members and have a really good um, environment built amongst yourselves so that was something that we really valued and like thankfully there was no problem in that regard everyone was actually really good friends and um, so yeah that was like that definitely made it a bit more special as well yeah I suppose then relationships are always going to uh, make any any experience sweeter yeah, and absolutely. I suppose sort of related there, but that idea of community and and looking how important community is. I know you're from Clare Galway, but how did that sort of local community spirit, or uh, even your family, how, how has that influenced your journey in the world of athletics or sport? Or? Yeah, no, that's been fantastic. Um, I've been went to college up in Dublin, and I'm working up here now, so I've been living away from Galway since right after my leaving cert. But I think like one that's one of the really special things about Kerrigawi in particular. I can't speak for anywhere else, but um, like every time I go back, it's I don't know. It's like everybody you kind of just pick up where you left off, um, and that was really good. I like I wasn't actually allowed to go home before the Olympics because of COVID and everything, and we had to we had to isolate before we travelled. So that was a bit disappointing because I kind of wanted to see 
all of my friends and family before I left. But then while we were over in the village, I was like getting bombarded with videos that I didn't even know people were doing of like hanging up flags with my name and face on it and everything all around the village and um, videos from my primary and secondary school and everything. And that just created like that was really nice because it's like we were living in such a bubble and you kind of forget that there's other people, you know, back home watching this and everything, particularly Mm -hmm. because they weren't allowed to really talk to anyone. Um, So to be able to get those videos from my friends and family and like everybody in the community really came together. It just made everyone on the team really excited to to like try and run the best we could, I suppose, for those back home. Because although, as we said before, it is an individual sport, there's so many people in the background as well that actually help you get to the point where you're the one able to go on the track. Because without all of these people, it's really not possible at all. Um, so that was really nice to be able to kind of celebrate with them. And then once I came back then after and we were allowed to mingle and everything, we, we were able to celebrate. So so that was really nice. Yeah, I say it's, it's good grinding as well and such a... I suppose superficial world that is the Olympic Village and that that sort of it doesn't feel real but yeah and I suppose I, I hate to bring that in the mood a little but I'd like to go back to April 2022 which I suppose was the the start of another chapter of your life yeah that was uh I had just come back from a really successful training camp in Spain for a few weeks um and then it's so like it was looking really promising for that summer ahead. I was like in the best shape that I'd ever been in before. Um, so we were all getting really excited. And then I was coming back from the post office one morning and I had an accident on my bike and I fell off. But I was just I was going really fast and it was down a hill. And then there was also like construction works going on. and The whole situation was just a bit of a nightmare. So anyway, I ended up falling off and I broke my wrist and elbow. Um, and then I tore a tendon in my foot as well. Um, so then that put me like in a cast in a sling for a few weeks or a couple of months. And then the tendon in my foot ended up being a lot worse than we originally thought. So then I was in a big, one of those big restrictive boots for a while. So I was hobbling around in that for, for a while then. Um, so that kind of rolled off my whole summer. I Like we thought I would have got back a lot sooner than I did. Um, but then like there was just so many knock-on effects from that that we didn't anticipate, nor the doctor's. Um, I, one of the breaks in my wrist went unnoticed for a few weeks um, so I was kind of walking around with this wrist that was like hanging off that I didn't realize was broken and then when I went back that like further pushed out the process so um, I was still trying to train away and I was on a like the stationary bike and everything but like it's not the same quality and then when the tendon in my foot when we realized how bad that was I decided to just take a break and try and get everything right um, mm. I think every time I tried to go back training full time something, something else happened so it was just a bit of a nightmare um, so that kind of kickstarted like a long series of injuries that seemed to just feed into one another um, that I didn't mm-hmm. even seem to get sorted at the time. Yeah, it's, it must be awful frustrating. And then um, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose then November then of that year, you're you're still trying to recover from these these uh, niggling injuries that won't go away. And then yeah, what happens? Uh, yeah, no, I was it was a day after my graduation. I just finished my master's in Trinity, so we were all just that it was the day of graduation sorry and then the next morning we were just out for food with some of my friends and then my lung collapsed at the breakfast table um but i didn't realize what it was at the time because i'd never even thought that was like a thing that would happen to someone my age or like i'd never had any um previous issues with that before so i didn't really know what it was but i ended up going to the hospital in vincent's in dublin um because like i couldn't stand or walk walk or anything like that i was just kind of collapsed to one side and it was really hard to breathe so then i was waiting there for like 12 or 13 hours um and then I didn't get seen 
So I kind of was like, oh, what do I do? And then a couple of my friends are working there at the time and they kind of came in and they were saying like, it does sound like a collapsed lung. So then my mom actually ended up driving up from Galway in the middle of the night. And then she drove me back down and I went into Galway hospital the following morning. Um, and then I had like an emergency procedure to, to reinflate it. Um, and that was all fine once it got sorted. But then a couple of weeks later, I was back for a checkup in Galway again. And then I got the all clear. And then while I was walking back out to my car, um, it actually collapsed again. So I just w- walked straight back into hospital. And I was like, I think it collapsed because I know the feeling from the first time. And they were kind of like, no, there's no way. Like that would be so rare. And then I eventually convinced them to to rescan me. And it actually had collapsed in two places, which was a lot worse than the first time. So, um, so then I was in hospital for about a month with that. Then I never left that day when I went in, which is kind of funny. But um, at the time, it was a bit of a nightmare. Unbelievable. One thing I do want to point out there is the power of the Irish mammy to drive cross country in the middle of the night. To, <laughs> I know, yeah. They, like they were trying to, it was really funny. Like they were trying to come up even earlier. And I was like, no, nah, it's grand. Like I don't think it's anything too serious. But honestly, I'm so glad that she did because I don't know what I would have done. Like I'd probably yeah. still be sitting there now if she never drove up. Like the mother always knows. <laughs> so, where, like from there, then it's obviously the last thing you're thinking about is 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 sprinting. But it's it's just getting through and and uh, getting your health yeah. back. But wh- where 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 do you go from there in terms of athletics and and sprinting? Yeah, I suppose like obviously that was very much up in the air when that happened. Like a lot of it is just see how you are when you try and start again but like I think there was no history of someone in Ireland having that it's called a spontaneous pneumothorax but there was no history of someone in Ireland having that who was trying to like train full-time so the doctors were really like we actually don't know what's the best way about going about this then they were in touch with the doctors and the Irish team and then all the consultants are kind of working as one collective unit which was really good because I kind of needed that support structure um I didn't feel like on my own or anything so that was good Mm. Um, and they kind of just put in like really short term plans to see what I actually could manage. Um, and like I had a few surgeries when I was in hospital, uh, the second time it happened and they were successful, but that hospital experience was like, it was absolutely horrendous. I wasn't able to walk or anything in there. So while I was in hospital, I like, it was really hard to even think about getting back to athletics because I wasn't even able to get out of bed. Um, but then once I actually did get out of hospital and I was back on my feet and kind of like back to normality, the recovery did kind of come a bit quicker like I was able to to slowly start building um like walking fast was like the first thing that I was allowed to do and then I was kind of like a few weeks later it was into like tiny bit of stretching and warm-up and then really really slow gradual building and then ultimately things started to click again um and I was able to get back to full training but um in the background as well that torn tendon in my foot was actually still there because that got put on the back burner when the lung happened and then once I got the all clear from the lung we were like oh that's great we'll start back running and then I realized I actually still wasn't able to run. So it ended up being the tendon that was actually one of the worst things that stopped my return. Um, but since that's that's kind of healed as well, I was just doing rehab a lot and I was working with mm-hmm. the, the Irish team, the physios, and they were great. Um, and then, like, yeah, everything's clicking well at the moment, so hopefully I can keep that going, but uh, I, I don't want to count my blessings. 100%, 100%. And, like, I suppose mentally, I know it's a, it's a bit of a load of questions sometimes, but, like, how how do you constantly deal with these setbacks and deal with these sort of yeah i know i suppose like that's that was another thing as well like it's uh it's all well and good to be dealing with the physical side but like i suppose the the mental aspect as well there's so much going on there like you see everyone else getting to train full time and they're traveling and competing and you know doing what you want to do and then you feel like oh will i ever be able to catch back up because there's like i'm running against the clock here um 
trying to qualify for races and I just don't know if I have it in me. Um, so like I really, I do have a really good relationship with my coaches up in Dublin. Um, so like we would have had a lot of open conversations about everything, which is really good. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like, that was another factor as well. Like I know the question was asked a few times, like, do you want to just step away from the sports if you think it's too much to take on? Because I was working full time, uh, while all this was going on and then I was doing my law exams as well. Um, so like even when I tried to go back training, I just didn't even have any time to actually make the return. So that was another thing. I'm still kind of balancing that at the moment because I am working full time and I have another set of law exams to do in September. So I'm trying to factor that all in. So it like it, it busy man. It was good. Busy man. Yeah, like it was it was good to get the all clear and everything. But then I was trying to look at my calendar and I was like, oh, this looked a lot better when I like I didn't realize how hard this was actually going to be. Um, that's kind of like my latest struggle is just trying to balance everything at the moment. Um, but thankfully, like I do have a really good relationship with my coaches and um, within the Irish team as well in Dublin, there's like there's a lot of support there as well. So um, mm. hopefully that will make the transition that bit easier. Yeah, I, I read in the uh, brilliant article that was written uh, about you in the Independent. Uh, your coach, uh, Jeremy Lyons, is it? Yes. Yeah. He said that he, he gave you the option to walk away numerous times and you you continuously said you yeah. want to keep going and keep going, which is admirable. Well, well yeah, well, sometimes I, I would definitely was tempted, but like I know it would be something I would hugely regret down the line. It's just mm-hmm. when things aren't clicking and then you're being pulled into work and studying everything, like it definitely would have been the easier option to just pack it in. But then like the longer you stay out of the sport as well, I know I definitely would have kicked myself and I would have wanted to return. And I knew mm-hmm. if I did step away, it would just make the return that much harder. So I kind of just wanted, and like, I feel like I had so much like unfinished business as well. Like we only kind of got going and then all of this kicked off for me, which should have been such a positive point in my life. Like off the back of an Olympics, you're kind of supposed to jump onto the next thing and build from there. But I kind of was the opposite. So I like, I definitely would have been frustrated with myself if I stepped away. So like now that I'm back in health, I'm really glad that I didn't because I would have been, you know, sitting at home and during the summer watching everyone else compete. And it's, yeah, like, that's a really, really difficult thing to do. I love that attitude and like in the same article it's you say like you count your blessings after every healthy <laughs> session now because it's you don't know you don't know what's going to happen and it's, it's a yeah feeling to- it is yeah like i like it's funny because normally we're always like no one wants to train after work in the winter and it's freezing cold and you're just like oh, i wish i didn't have to do this but then when i was like seeing pictures of everyone else doing it i was like oh it's funny because there's actually nothing that i'd rather do more than that right now so even like when the weather is terrible up here and we're dying at the side of the track, I'm still, I still am like, oh, I don't want to do this. But like, there is a different sense of gratitude now that I'm actually able to do it because at least I have the option. Um, So like, yeah, I know every time I get a healthy session under the belt, it just feels like such a, it does feel like such a blessing because like, as I I don't know, things went so wrong so quickly for me that Mm. I know how fickle, how fickle the sport is. So um, like, I'm definitely just going to enjoy it while I, while I still can. Yeah, it's an incredible place to be. And I think that's, that's something anyone can take into their life. That's like seeking that gratitude and wherever you are in life and just trying to find the, uh, the, the positive and focus on that. No, absolutely. I suppose final question then, uh, cause I know you're busy, but given all that you've been through, like a broken elbow, torn tendons, two collapsed lungs, like <laughs> what advice would you give to young athletes or really anyone? who yeah. is facing major setbacks yeah i suppose uh it's a 
yeah, it's it is very difficult. Like I think for me, like one one of the conversations I remember having with my coaches was kind of like I was trying to look at the bigger picture, being like, oh, I need to go to the next Olympics or the World Championships, and then we kind of just like stripped that back. And we like stopped thinking about like results, times, competitions. And it was like, it was one of those conversations where Jeremy actually gave me the option to walk away. And we were just saying like, why do you actually want to do this sport? And then we kind of like discussed all of the, like the positive reasons that come out of it. Like, for example, getting to share the Olympics with one of my best friends was something like, you know, those, those things that you don't think are the big deal. But then when, when you're away from the sport for so long, I had a lot of time to think about what I actually missed about it. And like, I thought it might be like, oh, the results or whatever, but it's actually like all of the friendships that I've made. Cause like all of my best friends are in my training group. So I went like six or seven months without seeing any of them when I wasn't at the track, which is difficult. So for me, I think like dealing with setbacks, it's more so just stripping it back to the basics and just like using that as motivation, kind of like all the happy experiences that you get while you're young. And even like speaking to some older people within the, the Irish team community as well, they're always saying like, oh, I wish I was young again. And I realized how... It wasn't so much about the training. It was actually like the experiences that you get with your friend. Um, yeah. Sorry, I think my laptop cut out there. Uh, it's more so yeah. about like the experiences with your friends and family and like making memories with them and having the opportunity to do so. Like that's what I get the most enjoyment out of now. It's just like the small training sessions and just trying to focus on them and just like having a good time, I think, which seems like a very generic answer, but. Um, oh, well, 100%. I think that's that's a incredible point to to finish on it's that that idea of enjoying the the smaller things and no matter no if it's athletics or if it's if it's work or whatever you're doing but yeah yeah i think that's yeah that's definitely for me kind of like i get most of my most enjoyment out of just being with my friends at the track rather than like the glamorous side that people might see like that's fun and all but it's like it's actually the whole experience building up to that as well like what when you look back on that's what you remember um, so I think for me, like, it's just enjoying the, the whole process and like not getting too caught up with when things aren't clicking because like things will always go wrong, but it's more so just trying to, to enjoy the process, which it, which it can be difficult, but, um, that's kind of what I'm still trying to teach myself at the moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose if you can, if you can reach the Olympics as well as that, that's a, that's a bonus. <laughs> well, I suppose. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks a million for your, for your time, Gillian. I really appreciate it. And, uh, no worries at all. Incredible story, and I think um, anyone can learn a lot from from your your mindset and the way you've gone about. Ah, uh, I don't know about that now, but uh, uh, it's, it's brilliant. We'll see. Thank you very much. <laughs>